The future of the world's largest tuna industry is being discussed in Vietnam this week. The official opening ceremony of the Western and Central Pacific Fisheries Commission took place this morning in Da Nang. More widely known as the Pacific Tuna Commission, it brings together Pacific Islands Forum countries to flesh out a myriad of management and regulatory issues concerning the fishery and the people who work in it. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with the director of the Pacific Islands Forum Fisheries Agency, Manu Matsavai Tupo Rusin, ahead of the opening and began by asking her why tuna is important for Pacific countries. It's important for food security. It's important for employment opportunity. And also so many of our governments depend on it for a source of revenue that can help with development such as much needed infrastructure, schools, hospitals, roads. Also, this is the largest tuna fishery in the world around 30% of global tuna supplies from our members' waters. And it's the healthiest tuna fishery in the world. It's the only region where all four major tuna stocks are biologically healthy. And we're not saying that to boast. We're not being complacent. There's always work to ensure that we continue to sustain these resources, protect these resources, so, so that our people can continue to benefit from these resources. And the credit for this work to date, the status of the stock, the value of the stock and its protection is down to our members and their hard work and the robust measures they put in place uh, to manage and protect the fishery. Now, obviously, first in-person meeting, um, hybrid in-person virtual meeting since COVID, quite a lot of issues that have been sort of on hold, unable to be dealt with. Um, talk us through some of the big issues going into this uh, Pacific Tuna Commission or WCPF meeting. You're absolutely right. First physical meeting in three years, and there's just so much excitement about coming together in person to, uh, in such a long time. And you're also right in saying that when it comes to some of our more complex issues, that we've had to hold them over. Uh, until we could discuss it more robustly in person. We all recognize that we've all been able to track significant work during the COVID period. And again, you know, the credit down to the membership, not just the FFA membership, but also other commission members, their spirit of cooperation on virtual platforms, and also the leadership of the chair, Riley Kemp, which has been valuable. And so talking through some of the ticket items that our members are looking for in this in-person meeting. At the outset, looking to adopt a managed procedure for skipjack tuna and designed to improve decision-making by specifying predetermined levels of fishing of the stock based on the performance of the fishery. And so this will better account for uncertainty. It's an important step in ensuring the effective management and sustainable use of this and also meeting the interests of global markets in sourcing sustainable tuna products. That's one key area of focus for our membership. I'll mention uh, some other areas, and this is in terms of the area of long-term sustainability and effective management of the resources. We're also looking to include a provision related to harvest strategy to ensure our fisheries retain their MSC certification, looking to adopt a strengthened South Pacific, South Pacific swordfish measure, and also adopt focused processes for reviewing our tropical tuna measure and also the management of our South Pacific albacore, improvement of that management. When we think of another key area of focus for our membership, a general area going into this commission meeting, it's around the tools to protect the fishery. So 
big one for our members is electronic reporting, looking to require members to routinely report their high seas catch and effort data through electronic reporting, recognizing that this tool provides a more timely and more accurate way to provide critical information. Another important tool to protect the fishery is electronic monitoring. So really those investments in technology and stepping up uh, and also drawing on a lot of experience from some of our members in this space. Our members have adopted electronic monitoring standards and specifications and procedures. And what we've done is submitted this to the commission as an information paper to help guide the commission's own adoption of their EMSSPs. And then the, the last area in terms of the tools to protect the fishery, there is a compliance monitoring scheme uh, that is implemented by the commission and we're always looking for ways to review and enhance that and ensure that it's fair and that it's efficient and effective. And this is in terms of ensuring compliance with the obligations of the commission. The last area, Koroi, that I'd like to just highlight is the human side to our work and always front of mind our people. And under this, I'll highlight two areas that our members are, are taking to this commission. It's to continue progress, to develop an effective measure for improving labor standards for crew. And the other is to safely redeploy our observers from 1 January 2023.